everybody, and welcome to a very special episode of Grey's Academy, where we don't talk about Grey's Anatomy, but instead, we talk about private practice. I Hey-o. am one of your Addison stands, Kelsey. And I am one of the other Addison stands, Carmen, and it is a beautiful day to go to sunshiny California and do this podcast. I had I had a, a moment of crisis when we were getting ready to set up this episode because we just recorded our 100th episode. And uh, if you are listening to this, go listen to that, too, because it's super dope and fun and great. And we're great and fun <laughs> as well. Uh, That's true. But I was having this little mini heart attack. So I'm like, oh, shit, I didn't listen to the song for this episode. No song. No also, song. Also, like, every time I, like, thought about recording, I'm like, what if he watched Grey's Anatomy and I watched Private Practice? And then we go to record and we have now watched the same show. <laughs> Well, I had a little heart attack when I was I was watching. I started the episode on my computer at work, mm-hmm. and in the corner I saw S one E two, and I was like, "Oh no, I'm on episode two. But it was like, "No, no, you can go to the next episode if you yeah, want it." Yeah, yeah. So it was all good. But I did have a brief moment where I was like, "Oh shit, I ruined everything." Yeah, you normally do. Mm. No. Okay. Alrighty, well, this episode is episode of one. Of Private Practice. Of season one of Private Practice. The first Grey's Anatomy spinoff. Um, Carmen did not know that this was a spin Carmen knew that Private Practice existed. Because I had talked about how I had watched it. He did not know that it was a spinoff about Addison. And he explicitly at one point said, I would watch a spinoff of just Addison being Addison. I do remember I that like, actually. I do remember saying that. I also that. would watch that, <laughs> and I have many times. Um, and now here we are. Uh, this episode is called "In Which We Meet Addison, a Nice Girl from Somewhere Else." Um, every episode in season one has a title like this. This is based on the Winnie the Pooh, because the stories in Winnie the Pooh books were named like "In Which." Tigger bounces too high, or like in which Pooh Bear is stuck in a tree, or something like that. <laughs> Tigger so. bounces into the stratosphere. <laughs> no, <laughs> come back, Tigger. This episode aired September twenty sixth, two thousand and seven, um, at the same time as a Grey's episode, probably season four, because it was the end of season three that Addison left. So, um. And this one was written by Shonda herself. You know, oh, she likes to, to take those um, premieres and finales. And, you know, you can tell she knows these characters. Um, directed by Mark Tinker, who has done a few episodes of Grey's. Uh, it aired to 14.41 million views. That is the highest of the series. So a lot of people tuned in. Not everyone stuck around. Um, I don't know if you noticed it for the, like visually, it was like glow, very like glowy and like film yeah. grain esque. Yeah. Definitely um, a different I, kind of quality. I feel like the glow was supposed to be like, look, it's California. We're not in like that harsh hospital fluorescent lighting. We're in the California. It's so sunny. Yeah. Where everything is beachy and vibey and, 
We're chilling and we have a holistic yeah. doctor. We're a co-op. Okay, so let's chit-chat. Um, tell me your overall impression of the show. My overall impression of the show to start was that anyone listening should like and subscribe <laughs> to all of our social media platforms at Gray's Academy Pod on Instagram, at Carmen.Gabriel.Official, at Catically Kelsey, email Kelsey at Gray's Academy Pod at gmail.com. Make sure to go to our Patreon page. There's a lot of content. We did a full exclusive video of our 100th episode and plenty more. And then I would also say my overall feelings about this episode were uh, definitely give us a five-star review on iTunes and Spotify and then hit the follow button just so that you're up to date with all the episodes that come out. And then my additional thoughts are, honestly, it was just okay. I didn't, let me say this. It was a good, it was good. What I need to not do is try to compare it to Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, and I'm and I'm trying in my head. Like I'll watch the show. I ha- I mean I have to. It's for work now. <laughs> it's uh, for work. It's for, for work. Job. So it's, it's for our friendship. Yeah, which is work. That's what it's for. <laughs> that yeah. is true. I feel the same <laughs> way. <laughs> Also, shout out to Katya for making freaking that fan art drawing of us. Oh my god! Ugh. Yes. Shout I can't out. wait until we go. Guys, Carmen and I are going on a field trip to a hospital this Friday. We're going to go in a real OR. And we're going to take photos in real lab coats with okay, real stethoscopes and go, real corpses. We don't know if that's happening. But we oh. will be in the OR. And we I, we are allowed to take pictures. I just don't yes. know about the costumes. Uh, we, we'll just buy, can we just buy lab coats on Amazon right now? I'm not going to pay money for that. We'll return it. Yeah, I don't do that. Okay, I'll do it. <laughs> Anyways... Uh, so the episode was good. Addison, it's been a long time since I've mm-hmm. seen Addison. You missed her. I missed her. But I didn't, I also it's, didn't really have that immediate connection to any of the Grey's anatomy characters other than Patrick Dempsey and Catherine Heigl. Mm. So I didn't leave this episode feeling other than Cooper because he was in Scrubs. And Addison, obviously. I didn't really feel a strong Cooper connection to... Cooper was in to, Scandal? Cooper was in Scrubs, too. Oh. How, for yeah. how many episodes? Like two or three. Wow. Yeah. He, uh, maybe, maybe it was just one. No, he, it was, it was like two or three. He comes in as, uh, a surgical attending. And. Okay. Yeah. He's like basically the exact same character. He has, <laughs> I think is, I actually, I, I told you, we talked about this when we saw him on the backdoor pilot. Oh, cause he's so far removed from what he is in Scandal. Could yeah. not be more different. And I could love that. not be more different. I love yeah. that so much. So um, yeah, it was, it was good though. It was good. So watching it and thinking like, I, I don't remember watching this for the first time. I know I did watch it like from the get go. I love Addison and I love Shonda. I'm a simp for Shonda. Um, so I don't remember watching it for the first time, but trying to look at it through that lens now, I was like, I agree. It's hard to meet so many new characters all at once and like be compelled to be like, yes, I'm obsessed with this. Um, well, it's also tough with these, with these spinoffs because mm -hmm. they try to, they try to show, they try to draw parallels 
between some of the different characters, right? And I think that was tough, too, because as a fan, as a viewer, you're automatically trying to be like, oh, okay, well, you know, Sam's like this guy, and and Violet's kind of kind of like this, and Cooper's like this, you know, and you're going through, you know, and it's... and See, it, I, I feel like know, Shonda was trying so hard to be like, this could not be more different. Because she even says, like, it's so different. Like, it's not like the hospital. It's not like being in the hospital. And I think that, that that was pointed to be like, it's a different fucking show. Right. So don't try and be like, oh, and this person will be Christina, and this person will be Weber, and this person will be so-and-so. Um, I was thinking, though... I have watched private practice shockingly multiple times through like more times than I can count. I love this show. Um, I, there are characters on Grey's that I love and there are characters on Grey's that I tolerate and there are characters on Grey's I don't care about. And there are characters on Grey's that I hate, like loathe entirely. Um, I like all the characters on private practice granted as far as like a core cast, it's smaller. Like obviously there's not as many of them. It's like a, it's not a hospital setting. It's this like co-op practice. There's not that many of them, but I like them all. I think throughout the duration of the show, like obviously there are like storylines here and there where I'm like, well, I don't love this, but like overall every character I love. And yeah, there was no, is a good thing. Go ahead. Go ahead. Because I like to hate people. So. You? No. <laughs> yeah. What are you going to do? I don't feel like there were any characters that jumped out to me as like, I, they rubbed me the wrong way. I, could, I definitely agree with you on that. There was, I feel the least compelled with Sam and Violet. Okay. I really like Naomi. Okay. I really like Cooper. Pete kind of is a dingle. And that surf receptionist guy is kind of a dweeb anyways. So. And then Addison, obviously we love her. Yeah. But I don't hate anyone. Yeah, I don't. I, I, I agree with that. I don't hate anyone the way that I hated Alex when I first met him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or like George, when you're like cringing the whole time you're watching anytime yeah. he speaks. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So. I, I just did want to note that I'm, I was thinking about it and I was like, yes, it is hard when you meet new characters. And I, th- I was thinking like, you know, when we get. Like with all the newer Marvel movies, everyone's like, oh, this new Marvel phase is so bad. Well, we're meeting all these new characters after 10 years of knowing the exact same characters and seeing them over and over and over again. So is it bad or are you just like comparing it to, you know, the the state of mind that you've been in previously? So I was just kind of trying to think of it and like with that perspective. But yeah, I just wanted to get your overall takeaway before we kind of get into the the details on it. Um. So, uh, first the backdoor pilot, uh, different Naomi, different actress. Oh, <laughs> completely different actress. It's been so um, long since I've seen it that I genuinely don't even remember that. I don't know what happened, but I'm, I don't think this is a spoiler, so I'm going to say it. 
there's not any bad blood because that actress is a guest later on as a patient. In private practice. Yes. Hold on. Can Which you send was like me a... a little, like, <laughs> world shattery, but, you know, what, what are you going to do? Yeah, let me send you a picture. Um, I'll get it for you. I'm Googling it right now. Original Naomi don't, from private don't. practice. Oh, so okay, don't. Okay, 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 okay. Dang, okay, okay. I'm out, I'm out, I'm out. God, you are just, you can't, nothing is safe. <sighs> okay, dang. Fuck. God, you're going to just, it's going to be like, remember when this happened? And it'll just be. When the show was spoiled, spoilers. we weren't even watching Grays. It was private practice. Pri- if private practice ruins the show for us, actually, I will be annoyed. Yes, that's why I have to like go through and like get like the all timeline the data lined up to make sure that you can go because you can go up to the crossover episodes, and then I'm gonna have to put like a okay now you can watch until here and then stop situation. I, that's what I need. I need a a watch a watch throttle gauge of yeah, what it's because I'll just binge. Also, for anyone listening, we are gonna put our like condensed abbreviated reviews of private practice on Patreon. We'll probably do like two or three episodes at a time. So mm-hmm. um, definitely make sure you're, you're checking that out and become a patron and it's going to be great. Okay. I'm sending you a screenshot of the original Naomi. And then I'm going to tell you all about Audrey McDonald because she is crazy famous and that's who is Naomi actually. All right. Okay, so Audrey McDonald. Are you sending me a screenshot of Audrey? Can I look at Audrey McDonald? Audrey McDonald is Naomi that you just watched. Oh, okay. Um, and who's, who's this person? That is the person that was Naomi in the backdoor pilot. Okay. Um, so Audrey McDonald is like a crazy, talented Broadway artist and singer and actor. And she has multiple Tonys, I believe. Um, and she has an Emmy. And does she have? Does she have the rest of the got? I don't think she's she has the e got. She has a Grammy, Emmy. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, she's wildly talented. She was in um, in the Beauty and the Beast movie, the live action one. She played the uh, wardrobe. Um, <laughs> so silly. Um, but yes, she's crazy, crazy talented. And then Tay Diggs, who is I know, I know Tay. Sam Tay Diggs, also a very talented um, singer. Had he was in the movie Rent. Mm, he never was seen married. It. To Idina Menzel for a while They have a child They are now divorced But um, he's very, very attractive man Tay Diggs, really? Yes Oh my god, are you blind? I I love him I don't think, I don't think Tay is that, uh, that, is that attractive <sighs> It's hard for me to find like bald men attractive are closed. It's the baldness like... for me Mm-mm there's sometimes it, it works not for everyone. It's definitely not for everyone, but it's for Tay. 
<laughs> there's there's a line in uh, Scrubs where uh, JD tells Turk that his body is fierce like Tay Diggs, and he's like, "That is the nicest thing anyone's ever said to me." Is so I respect Tay it. Diggs is fucking ripped. I don't know if you've seen him. Sh- I don't remember if he was shirtless in the backdoor pilot, but he will be shirtless at some point, and you'll be like, "That man is sculpted by hand." Um, by a child's hand? No. A preschooler? The hand of the Lord. <laughs> the Lord. All right. Let's get into this episode. There's no okay. music to talk about. 14-something million. It tops out. So number one of all time. It starts at Seattle Grace with Weber being mad at Addison for leaving. Um, And this is where we get, like, immediately a lot of exposition. Yes. She's like... I didn't realize that I needed it, but I, I needed it. these people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's a good, you know, it's a good intro, a reminder, I guess. Well, we don't, I could, I could be forgetting this, but we don't get Addison's resignation to Weber in no Grace. She's no. just gone. Yeah. Um, My Addison wouldn't do this and my Addison wouldn't do that. Shut the fuck up. You don't own her. She's not a possession. And then she says, your Addison would have been promoted to chief. Mm, serve. Damn. So, yeah, obviously she didn't get promoted to chief because she had to go do a spinoff show. But that's right. okay because now we get this. So, um, they end up parting on good terms. He's like, oh, I will keep your job open as long as possible. And then I was like, yeah, I guess that was two seasons ago and we still don't know if there's a replacement for Addison. No. Um, Mr. Gilmore. Nope. That was not. He was an intern. No, I know. But he they was going to go be on site. No, he said he was going to go do psych. No, no. But he said there was one episode where they're like, oh, didn't replace. Didn't realize they replaced peds already or something like that. Or didn't, didn't they make an offhand comment or a uh, new cardio, new OBGYN. It was cardio, I think. Oh, okay. So it was after Burke left. After Burke. Okay, so um, Addison moves into her new house, and uh, it's next to Sam. And so she's fun. naked and in a towel all together. Ah, uh, man, yeah, she can she can dance naked anytime she wants to. As far as yeah. I'm concerned, here's the thing about dancing naked or just being naked in general: just like be aware of your surroundings. Oh yeah, you know, you never know. You don't know who's. You know, your windows, I mean, there's houses didn't seem to be that far apart. Yeah, they were right next door to each other. Also, Jessica is on a big old kick of opening the windows in our room. And the first thing that I need to do when I come home is change. And I go completely, I get everything comes off. The boxers, the socks, everything. So I'm naked in our room completely. And, you know, when I bend down to get my socks off, the butthole is just exposed, right? So, Why like, do you have to take your underwear off? To let the balls and the dick breathe. I can't judge that per se because I don't have that relatability. It's the I equivalent, like, in my opinion, of you coming home from work and immediately taking your bra off. But do you put on a different pair of underwear? No. Oh, okay. Then never mind. I understand. I'll go, I'll go just boxers 
or uh, just just shorts. Typically. I was like, that's underwear. <laughs> nah, okay. I meant just shorts. Like these okay. shorts that I'm wearing right now that you said were super dope. I said loud. I said they were loud. You said no. I think you said those are super dope, Carmen. Where did you get I those? Said, and I go those Fabletics. Are some loud and shorts, that's when sir. I said this episode of Gray's Academy don't, is brought don't. to you by. You have got to stop doing that. <laughs> yeah, it's just dick and balls underneath these shorts. Okay. Anyways. And butthole. So Addison's naked, sees Sam as her neighbor. So they go outside and he's like, what are you doing here? And she was like, I live here. And he's like, why do you live here? And she's like, because Naomi hired me. And then we find out that Addison has slept with eight people, but 11 men have seen her naked. And at Naomi didn't tell anyone that she hired Addison. Which is a fun plot point for the entire episode. Yes. Because you, you, you spend the first like 80% of the episode going, why? That is a good point. Like, no one's going to talk about this. And then we get the end scene where, like, you know, yeah. she says, you know, we'll get there. Her piece. Yeah. Um, yeah. So she goes to the office. She sees everybody again, realizes at first she thinks that Naomi just didn't tell Sam. And then she realizes Naomi told literally no one. Nobody. And we Nobody. find out that the way they operate this practice is like, yes, Naomi owns the majority of it. However, um, they normally vote on like bringing in new people. And obviously they did not vote on yeah. Addison. Um, so yeah, it's kind of uncomfortable, even though everyone's being nice to Addison, but at the same time, she's like a source of conflict. Yeah. Like, we don't have a problem with you as a person. It's more of like, it's the principle you being here. Yeah. Yeah, they're 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 being kind and cordial, mm-hmm. but they're also like you she doesn't even go here. Truly. And then Pete's just up his own balls going, "Oh, oh you God, moved Pete. here for the kiss?" Like I mean it was a good kiss. I'm like, "Dude, shut up." Also, he immediately tells everyone that they kissed. Like what yeah. if she didn't want them to know that? Yeah. Professional. <laughs> Man, it's running rampant in these hospitals or these uh Medical, medical medical programs. Practices. Yeah. Okay. So let's Pete. talk first about what do you want to talk about, Pete? No, I was just gonna say I think they're gonna fuck. Pete Although she hot. could fuck Dell. Dell Del and her might fuck. Dell is hot. Although <laughs> she may she may fuck Tay. Tay is hot. There's there's not an unattractive man on this show, is the thing. Poor they're poor Cooper is probably the least attractive. He... I actually Dell doesn't do it for me. That's fine. I don't think that Tay is as attractive as you're making him sound, but I think that he is attractive. Cooper to me is attractive, but I think a lot of it is also like the personality that they play is like, that's the kind of like person, like he's a goober, but I love that. Yeah. Um, uh, and we're all, they're all single, right? Yeah. They're all single. And so we love just a, Big pool of hot single people. Yep. That's very Shonda. So. Too know, hot to know, handle. The am doors I right? are open. You know, who could she sleep with? Everybody? Nobody? Who's to say? Someone we haven't met yet? Could be. The possibilities are endless. Her, Violet, and Naomi are going to bang. Okay. Same time. Um, Official prediction. So other than Addison right now, do you have a favorite character? 
it default it's Cooper, the way that Catherine okay, Heigl yeah. was my favorite. But you know uh, who it is. yeah, because I know who it is. I I'll tell you my least my least compelling person on the show right now is Dell. Dell's okay. I don't care about him. I think Naomi. I'm very curious about her backstory because we get that opening scene where she's just she's just crying, and mm-hmm. she brings Addison and she's like, "I'm lonely and I need a person. You're my person." So they are Christina and Meredith is what I'm trying to get at. Well, we're not comparing. We're comparing because it's our job. It's our job to compare. It's our job but, to not compare. So 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 far, Addison and Cooper are, would be my favorites. And then Naomi okay. is a close a close number three. If I rank them all, it'd go Addison, Cooper, Naomi, Violet, Tay, Pete. Dell. Okay. Top to bottom. Charlotte. What are your thoughts on Charlotte? The chief at the hospital. Oh, total a-hole, but I'm here for it. Yeah. And the way in the one scene where uh, Tay goes, my book was an amazing and just looks her up and down. I'm like, that's comedy. That's great. <laughs> Give me more of that. She's like, I read your book. I took issue with most of it. <laughs> uh, there's some so good banter she, in this episode, yeah. in this show. So she is um, a, a regular chief of staff, not chief of. It's like, I think they say, I don't know if they said it in the last one or they say it at some point, they say that that hospital. St. Ambrose is like a smaller hospital. It's not comparable to Seattle Grace. Like it's like very small little baby hospital. Not like still ranked higher than Seattle Grace. (laughs) It's number one, but it's like seven people. Um, so yeah. Uh, okay. So let's talk about, we'll just go through, uh, Violet's storyline with Jenny. Um, Jenny's having a hard day. Jenny was shopping and she had a mental break and Violet comes. They like the guy, the manager like sees her card in the purse and calls her because he doesn't want to call the cops. And Violet's like, definitely don't call the cops, which when someone has a mental break, like, yes, the cops are not the best people to call, but right. Like the world is garbage and very rarely do you have another choice. But anyways, regardless. So he calls Violet, this fucking manager. Oh my God. The worst. You'll have Paul to pay for sucks. It. Shut up, Paul. Paul's just like trying too hard. Like he's not being a dick. Like he's trying to be nice, but he's bad at being nice. So he's like being obnoxious. Yeah. Also, what kind of crap D-list establishment are you running? You have to charge someone for the fucking ice pack. What? <laughs> She's. He's like, I got you some food. You have to pay for it, and, and the sandals, it's and so the ice pack. <laughs> You have to buy like, it, though. Yeah. And that, end, oh, my gosh. The end scene was like, hey, you were my assistant today. And he was like, yeah, I was your assistant. You got to you gotta pay for that. And she goes, I fucking know, Paul. <laughs> He's funny, though. He's funny. Um, He's so, actually my favorite character on the show. Oh, okay, cool. Um, <laughs> so, Jenny, um, 
She's had a mental break. She sees Violet. She's been seeing her for a year, but she has been seeing her about her divorce. So Violet has like no reason to believe that anything would have led to this level of like a mental break. Counting Um, the tiles on the floor. Which she says is like a very common um, mechanism to like ground yourself and like find control because it's like, this is something like numbers are numbers. Like one is one, two is two. Like you can just count in infinitely when you can't control anything else. So, um, it was sad. Well, it was interesting. The whole, this whole storyline, because first off she gets like violent and knocks violet onto the floor, which right. then leads her to go like, this is out of character. This is crazy. And, they go do this investigative research on mm-hmm. how she gets there. And Cooper shows up because he has a savior complex is what I'm gathering from this. Or he really is. Big no, they're friend. just, they're like best friends, best friends. Although he calls mm-hmm. her a stalker and she well, clearly did not like that. She didn't because, because she is being one. <laughs> yeah. So calling a married man. So who is also her ex? Like that's yes. To oh, wait. I don't know if I Not knew just that. Just a random married man. Okay. I didn't realize that they were exes. That makes sense. I mean, well, actually, no, I guess that make why didn't I why did that not occur to me until this exact moment? They the said it multiple I? times. Yeah, yeah. Fuck. It's all right. You were taking it's, notes. It's taking notes. <laughs> not about who she was calling them. Yeah, clearly. So uh, it was okay. So the reason it was unclear to me was because I thought maybe she was just part of the affair. And I don't know if I would consider affairs exes. Like the mistress. Anyways. Would you consider the mistress an ex? This is a rabbit hole. Is a hot dog a sandwich? This is a. No. This is a <laughs> Check out the She's 100th episode to find out. Okay. Anyways. So they, they go through this investigative work to find out why she was triggered into this state. Mm hmm. And that was pretty impressive work because they're like asking Paul the questions. And he's like, I don't fucking know. I have a thumb on my butt. You got to pay for this. <laughs> my tie is ugly. <laughs> I was distracted by his outfit being it's ugly. It's fair. It's, it's a very Dwight Schrute outfit. Well, and you know, it might be the store made him wear that. That's very possible. I've also worked many places that made me wear very ugly things. So I understand. <laughs> Shout out Disney World. Shout out. Um, anyway, so yes, they do impressive, like Violet's like, where was she when this started? And he's like, over here, let's look at the cameras. So they look at the cameras and they're like at the camping equipment and she's like, oh, something on this TV made her have a mental break. So she figures it out that she's like, they had a lake house. So she goes and she's like, did you have a son that died? And then Cooper's like, yes, here's the file. Let's talk about it. And the way he reads the file, it seems more detailed than what would be accessible. (laughs) Like, would they have really said, and then the patient, patient's mom laid with them for four hours? Like, I don't know if that's a detail that would be in there. I don't know. But I feel like I'm like, okay, I could kind of believe it. Like, if they're like being like, you know, patient was taken off. To, to like be with family or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, it was, it was, so it was sad. So basically the kid had brain cancer. They did everything right. They found it mm-hmm. early. They treated it. 
the treatment caused kidney failure. They took him mm. off the treatment, went on this vacation, came back, kid went into coma, into a coma, and then died. Yeah. And it sounds like this, it was just a, a crazy trigger for this particular scenario. And also, at one point, once we were done recording, when all of this is revealed, I went upstairs and I was like, I just need to hold my daughter. Literally. It's so sad. There's a lot of episodes of both private practice and Grey's like to come where I'm just like, this is going to be so much harder to watch now with a child. I'm like not I looking forward to it. Unwell. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And it's just one of those are like, no, they found it early. It just like the tumor was in a spot where they couldn't operate. So the only thing they could do was chemo and, and radiation, which, you know, just obliterates you, which like, that's the point of it. But like, Sometimes you do all of that and it's like, to what end? So then, you know, they made the choice to be like, you know what, let's let him live a life outside of the hospital for a minute. Um, which is like, I can't imagine, you know, an impossible choice. Jeez. Just, and then I think a lot of times you see when, when a couple like loses a child, that trauma can kind of be the, the catalyst of, of a split sometimes if they don't like process it. Yeah. The same or together or, you know, grief just like does different things to different people. So I think it's reasonable to assume that that definitely would have been part of maybe why that her and her husband split up. Yeah. Well, it's, it's same thing with, um, you know, like miscarriages or stillbirths Mm -hmm. and, but like, this is, it's so different because you had these, like you had the life, you had the memories, yeah. you've, you raised the kid, you know, mm-hmm. um, all of them are just unimaginable emotional traumas. And it's, it's sad whenever you get to hear about, it. I'm actually getting like a little bit more emotional right now thinking about, thinking about Marlo. And I think after this episode, I'm going to go upstairs and I'm going to just pick her up out of her bed and hold her while she sleeps for a little bit. And she not wake up when you do that. No, she stays asleep. That's bonkers to me. Maybe <laughs> <she's open. laughs> uh, anyways, it's so it's tired. sad. And yeah. ultimately, it, it sounds like they're going to get her the help that she needs, Jenny. Yeah. It's nice that they are able to figure out and then, like, you know, hopefully continue addressing that in, in therapy. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I feel like that was all that really needed to be said about that. But we can talk about Cooper's relationship with Violet. Let's do it. Um, they're Biffles. They're besties. Besties for the resties. Um, he has sex with a lot of people on the internet. I don't know how much you remember about the backdoor pilot for this. I remember his Porsche got stolen or something. Yes. Yeah. The, the yeah. person like stole the car and stripped it for parts. And at the beginning of this one, he's like tied up to a bed and like calls the girl the wrong name. So she leaves and he's just like tied up to the bed. No, Last he calls thing. her multiple wrong names. <laughs> You're right. Even better. Um, So, you know, he has um, a, what's the word? Hefty sexual appetite, I guess. I don't know. My man. He's exploring a lot of different sexual fantasies. Good on him. He's meeting a lot of people on the internet. Just be safe. If you're going to meet people on the internet, just be safe. You know, do you. Be safe. Be be consensual. Don't let your car get stolen, I guess. Yeah, especially not your Porsche. If you're trying to let it get stolen for an insurance claim, that's fine. Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, uh, they are talking about that in the break room and that's when he calls her the stalker and she's like, no, I'm not. And he's like, yeah, you are. Ha ha. And she's like, I'm not a stalker. And it like clearly like actually makes her mad. Um, and then he goes down later and she's like, oh, you came all the way down here just to see if I'm still mad at you. So like you're a stalker. Um, but really they just like are very good friends. So I love I'm glad that. you clarified that because I, I don't think I would have naturally just gotten <laughs> there right off the bat. Like, I, I didn't really get that. Yeah. Um, I think they have very good friend chemistry to clarify. That's good. Yeah. Um, not George and Izzy non-existent chemistry. Hey, but listen, chemistry. I'm calling it right real, now. I'm predicting chemistry. I am predicting that Cooper and Violet will have sex because they have thick, thick sexual chemistry. I'm feeling it. They're vibing. Okay, great. Um, okay. Uh, let's discuss. Oh, should we talk? The sperm? Yes, we should. Um, also, are we going to do a living in Shondaland for this episode? Oh, we are. We are? Yeah. Okay. We can do it after Should the sperm. we take a moment? After no, the sperm. After okay. The sperm. Cool. So Ken and Leslie come in and they're going to do a sperm donation to fertilize Leslie's eggs so that she can have Ken's babies. So they go As one does. And she's like, you know, helping him out because... She's trying to make it, you know, it's going to be a thing. So she's trying to make it more enjoyable for him, I guess. I don't know. He, like, passes out while she's trying to get him hard. Um, And uh, they're, like, calling the ambulance. And then it takes the ambulance, like, he's down for a full 20 minutes before they get to the hospital. And so they're just like, oh, he's just dead. We'll just uh, say he's dead. We'll just do nothing and say he's dead, which I don't love. But like, you know what? I'm not a doctor. I don't know how it works. Maybe that's reasonable. I'm confused that none of them did CPR. None of them did anything well, on we site didn't that whole see time. Anything happen on site? So like, maybe someone did do something. But like, they he passes out and they're like, call nine one one, and then they we see them get to the hospital. So I would assume because he has he's intubated. So I assume someone was doing something. But yeah, like, that to me was attack. also... It was a stroke. Right. It was definitely a very confusing couple of, of moments here because I was like, the, my notes go very... Like, that lady tried to get the guy off and he gets a stroke. And I was like, man, what a way to go, though, right? <laughs> and then I, I wrote, wait, what the fuck? The dude actually died? <laughs> and then she's like, I want Ken's sperm now. Oh, yeah. She's like, I want Ken's sperm. I want Ken's sperm now. She's like, Leslie is mad about this sperm. Um, so then there's like the back and forth legal. They're like, oh, you know, can she like he has, can she have the sperm? And they're like, no. Also, they're not even married. It's his girlfriend. So then what Charlotte's a plot like, twist. Well, you definitely can't have his fucking sperm now. <laughs> and um so then they get all mad and then Naomi comes and she saves the day and she's like, well, I have this form saying that, you know, he did want us to give the sperm to Leslie and then the hospital lawyers get involved and they're like, as long as you sign a form saying that, like, we are not liable for any, like, whatever from this, then fine. And they're like, cool. So Naomi saves the day 
And then, plot twist, Ken's wife shows up. Yeah. Did Absolutely bonkers. Coming? No, I did not. Well, so also, I want to point out the scene where they where the lawyer is talking to Charlotte, and she's like, mm-hmm. you can't be seriously thinking about this, right? And he goes, up, 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 up. And then he's like, yeah, no, sperm's good. Yeah, you can do this. Legally, they can do it. They're good. Yeah. And Charlotte's like, she's like, fine, fucking do it and get out. But you got to do it yourself. I'm not touching that man's balls. Which is fair. Yeah. I mean, it's, that's not really her job. Um, (laughs) that we know of, I guess. Um, so, yeah, then, Mar- was it Maria? I think the wife is Maria, shows up, and she's like, don't fucking touch my husband. And she's just, like, very bitter and lonely and petty. And I can't say that I judge her. I'm kind yeah. of on her side. Because Ken sounds like he fucking sucks. Everyone in these shows is not a role model. Yeah, that might be true. Um. So then, you know, this is very parallel to Sam and Naomi being upset. Naomi's like not letting go and but she's mad at Sam and Sam is like pretending like everything's fine and it's all convoluted and we don't know that much about it yet. Um so she goes and she's like, "Listen, you could fight it and you know, maybe you'll win, but by that time like it's going to be way more than 24 hours, so no one's going to get anything." And she's like, "Good." Yeah, that's Everyone the that's the alone, route I'd like, like to go. Like, I kind of understand where you're coming from, but also, like, does it really matter? Like, he's dead. I feel like, you know. Um. So Naomi's like, maybe, maybe, maybe it's time to let it go. And so she agrees that Leslie. But my whole thing, the whole time this is going on, I'm like, I don't do. Do, do you want to have the child of someone who just died? That's sad to me. It's so sad. That's sad for like everyone involved to me. I mean, I don't know. I can't imagine, but I'm like, just feel sad. It's like you would want ideally for the child's biological father to grow up with him and or well, him or her and raise them. But it is it, obviously she's dealing with a lot of death and Sorrow family, and family grief. structures look different for everyone. So I don't want to say we don't mean to say that everyone needs a mother and a father. That's not what we mean to say because everyone's so, family structures are different. Right. That okay. Let me backtrack because yes. Ideally, you mm-hmm. would want there to be two parents, regardless of the gender. You would like just a relationship. However, shout out to all the single parents out there who make it work every single day. Respect how you do that. <laughs> Uh, but it's exhausting. yes, like I, in my world, I would have really liked to seen my parents come together as a unit to raise me and my siblings better. I would have liked to be, I want to be able to give Marlo an entire life where her parents are together. If we were to adopt and we have very dear friends who have been adopted and their parental figures are together, right? So there's, that's what I mean by that. Obviously you want two parents biological or yeah. not adopted or not. That was thank you. Thank you for letting me clarify that. That was my not not my intent. Um, and then well, there's also like it's one thing to be like, oh, you know, my like, yeah, it takes a village and you want the support, but like 
And sometimes, you know, like terrible things happen and you're pregnant and your spouse passes away or you have a child and your spouse passes away, but like you still have support and whatever. But like just knowing from the get go that they're never going to, I don't know. That's just sad to me. Also, imagine trying to tell that story. What? Yeah. How did How did you and daddy make me? Well, he died and then I took his sperm through surgery and fought his ex-wife to get it. Mm-hmm. Um, (laughs) so yeah it's just like a very odd reaction to grief you know and maybe she didn't use that who's to say we don't know we don't see closure at the end of this story for leslie um yes so do you have anything to add on leslie and ken and maria i feel like i may think of something i'll have to go through my notes towards the end but i feel like yeah we're, we're good to take a quick pause from a message from our regional sponsors maybe uh maybe sir elton john will will grace us again with this shout out megan for letting us know um so yeah we'll be back after a word from our sponsors one of the best things about finishing a great book is knowing that you have another one ready to go in your to be read pile with book of the month you can make sure that your to be read pile stays stocked and ready to go Each month, you can use the app to select from five to seven titles vetted and curated by the team at Book of the Month, focusing specifically on debut authors and early releases. If you can't choose just one, you can always upgrade and add more from your selection. And if that TBR pile starts to get a little too tall, you can skip as many months as you need to give yourself a little extra time to catch up on what you have. Personally, I am a huge fan of suspense and psychological thrillers, so I was very excited to see multiple books on the selection list for May that fit that description. I selected two different titles, both of which are set in Washington State, just like our favorite show, Grey's Anatomy. I thoroughly enjoyed The Return of Ellie Black, the first thriller novel from Amiko Jean, and have Middle Tide by Sarah Crouch ready to read on my road trip next week. Right now, you can sign up for Book of the Month and use code PEDALS to get your first book for only $5. That's code PEDALS, P-E-T-A-L-S to get your first book for only $5. Watch out for that blue box at your door and get your TBR pile stocked and ready. And we are back. Thank you, sponsors. And now we will have a small break for everyone's favorite segment, Living in Shondaland. Living in Chandelier. Oh, he put the California flair on it. Yeah. Um, and this episode of Shondaland is sponsored by The Meat Stick. Hey there, everyone. Carmen here, one half of the Grey's Academy podcast, paired up with our dear friend, Kelsey. We've got some exciting news for you, and we want to share all about our friends at The Meat Stick. Are you tired of undercooked or overcooked meat? Me too. The Meat Stick wireless meat thermometer is the solution. With its advanced technology, you can achieve perfect meat dishes every time and take full control of your cooking. The Meat Stick is the first smart wireless meat thermometer engineered with versatility and durability in mind to withstand almost all ways of cooking. Whether you're grilling, smoking, using a pellet grill, in the oven, or even an air fryer, the Meat Stick is versatile enough to master it all. 
the meat stick enables you to easily monitor your meat's temperature during the cook, providing real-time data on your phone to achieve steakhouse quality at home. Now, I've been using the meat stick for a couple of weeks, and I've done beef, pork, chicken, fish, and everything has come out perfect every single time. I was doing a ribeye the other night, and it was the perfect medium rare. And I was able to set the ambient temperature and the internal temperature that I wanted. The app also made sure to yell at me because at one point I didn't stick the sensor all the way into the meat and some of it was exposed. And it sent this little alert saying, hey Carmen, you gotta go out and check your thermometer because it's not all the way in. So there's a lot of fail safes to keep this thing acting the way that it should, top of its game for a long period of time. Make sure you hit that link in our description of this episode to go right to the webpage for the meat stick to make sure you show our support and make sure you let us know on our Instagram pages or through our email, how you like the product and tag on Instagram whenever you're cooking. We'll see you out there everyone and back to the show. Thank you, Carmen. You sound wonderful, Carmen. Kelsey, are you ever going to re-record that with me and we'll do that (laughs) ad together? No. (laughs) Um, So this episode, we have three friends in Shondaland. We have two women and a man. Naomi. No. Uh, (laughs) I'm just going to assume it's none of the main characters. It's not. Okay. Lucy. Who? The baby, the baby mama. Leslie. No, Lucy, the baby mama. Oh, yo. The pregnant no. girl. So, no, no, okay. No. no, I was like, ah, this sounds like it's not her. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, so, but it's also not Leslie. It's not. So then, uh, okay, Ken. Yes. Okay. All right. I don't know who the women are. I can't. If it's what about the the ex wife? Yes, Maria. Okay, so Maria, Ken, and oh, uh, the baby baby girl's dad. Nope, no. two women. Fuck, <laughs> Jenny. From the block. Mm-hmm. From the counting of the tiles in the store. Oh, Jenny. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna guess. Was it the kid from the camping commercial? Was my next guess. <laughs> Uh, no. How obscure. That cut. would win the award for the most obscure living in Shondaland. Yeah. I think the okay. most obscure one was a was the banker in one yeah. of the episodes. Yeah. When Izzy was like, just a part of the check. Yeah. And he's like, I okay, all right, I'll do it. Um, okay. Um Matt Reedy is Ken Wilson and he's in three episodes of Scandal. Um Stacy Edwards is Maria Wilson and she was in an one episode of How to Get Away with Murder and one episode of Grey's that we have not watched yet. And Jenny is played by We're not judging people don't choose their own names. Jenny is played by Moon Unit Zappa. That is the single coolest Three name I've ever names. Heard. Moon Unit Zappa. That's the first name? Moon is the first name. And then the last name is Unit. Unit. Moon nope. Unit. Moon Unit Carmen Gabriel. Okay. Zappa. Wow. Wow. That's a name. <laughs> I'm is. not judging. Anyways, I'm judging myself that my name wasn't that cool. That we also haven't seen yet. 
I bet she's back for the musical. Jenny, we'll <laughs> see you again. And she's going to be fa-la-la all around. It's been a long day. Um, so, yes, that's our Shondaland friends for this all right. episode. All right, look at that. So, um, let's. Can I ask you a question? Yep. Mm -hmm. Do all of the main characters that we see here today get a crossover into Grace? So so. Tay, Tay Diggs, Violet, Naomi, Cooper, Pete, and do we get a fight scene with Pete and Mark Sloan? Over Addison's honor. I'm not going to answer that question, but sounds they like are a all yes. Involved in crossovers. Okay, cool, good. I'm okay. excited. Um. Okay. So, do you want to talk about Sam and Naomi? I want to talk divorce. about the baby first. The girl with the baby, Lucy. Yes. Okay. I love Lucy. So, I love the name Lucy. Actually, I don't um, like the name Lucy. I love the name Lucy. So if your name is Lucy and you're listening, sorry that you now have to hate Carmen. Whoa, I like your name, Lucy, who you know exactly who I'm talking to. I just don't like their name, Lucy. We know those other Lucys, right? Those Lucys suck. You, on the other hand, Lucy, you're great. Okay. Um, so Lucy comes in and she's in labor and her dad didn't know she was pregnant, but somehow the doctors knew. And I guess they just weren't telling the dad because she, so she's at least over the age of 18. No, she's 17. They say it more than once. How can they treat her then? Can they do that as a minor and not tell the parent? I don't know what the laws are it's in California. The laws are always different in California. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not sure because Cooper's like, oh, I treated her until she got pregnant. And Pete's like, oh, if you look in her file, you'll see she has a holistic birth plan. So, like, they've been seeing her during this pregnancy, but her dad just doesn't know. But I guess if she comes to the practice and she doesn't have a parent with her, like, what are they going to do? Call the look up, look up in the yellow pages. Sorry, what's your last name? Spell it all for me again. What's your father's name? Okay, cool. We'll call. But if, but, but if he's not there, I interpret it as, so I didn't interpret it as like he literally didn't know all the way up until the birth. I interpret it as he didn't know until it was too late because he would have made her get an abortion. He said she hid it from me and then all of a sudden it's dad, I'm in labor. How am I missing all of this important context? Did I watch the same episode? I don't even know. That's what she they said, so... <sighs> that's why he's so okay. mad yeah he well also had time to process and accept also we get the big the big bomb of oh my god what a fucking idiot when the mom that dad is di- a moron yeah my wife why died would in you labor, not her give <laughs> give that information immediately i mean what what kind of context would that hold though that's, I guess that it would speak be, to medical medical history. Yes. Yeah. That could absolutely and clearly I think is a genetic um like disorder or whatever it might be. Yeah. 
Although he go, he has a nice little character arc in this episode. The dad. Yeah, he's fine, but like he's fu- an idiot. He is. <laughs> she almost he's died, and it's mostly his fault. Uh, she should have disclosed that. She's the one who's been seeing them. But what if she doesn't know? Like she just knows that her oh. mom has been dead her whole life. That's a good point. I didn't think about that. Maybe she was. He's like, yo, no, I, I, I birthed you. I birthed you, sweetheart. <laughs> The stork brought you. The stork brought you. And he never gave her the sex talk, and that's how she got pregnant. So I'm 17. She Guys, was like, I don't know. He put his penis in me. I didn't see any storks. <laughs> it's like on uh, Bridgerton when they're like, how does the baby happen? Oh, listen. That, and then the following scene where she's like, you will come inside of me, dude. <laughs> and he's fucking mad about it. Yeah. That's the biggest can't versus won't argument of all time. Yeah. That I've seen on TV. I can't have kids. No, bitch, you won't have kids. But you... Spoiler. Spoiler. If you haven't seen the first season of Bridgerton, I feel like... I only know that because I asked. Yeah. Um, Okay. So Lucy is there to have her baby. Dell really wants to help because he is studying to be a midwife. Um, Also, when Naomi... Gives Addison the tour. She's like, oh, you'll deliver like maybe one baby a day. Madison's like shook. Like, I don't know. It feels like there was not a lot of communication about what this job was. Virtually none is what it seems like. She's like, where's my staff? She's like, you don't have a staff, bitch. Like, this is small town medicine. Like, we are a co-op. Like, we work together. Blah, blah, all this stuff. Which, like, I love that personally. Like, that's I would love that kind of practice. Um. But yeah, it's just like I'm it just begs the question, did you discuss anything before you uprooted your entire life? I mean, I know that Derek like sucks, but come on. Well, you forget that her and Pete kissed, so Right, right, right. Um so yeah, they're about building relationships with the patients. So There was there was Addison, the one scene with Dell about that with the the midwife thing. Mm-hmm. Where he's like he comes in the door, he's like, "Do you need any help?" and Addison's like, "No, no, I'm good." And then he dares disobey the queen and just goes in and says, I'll hold your hand, Lucy. Your father's a piece of shit, but your daddy's here. All right. Settle down. <laughs> um, I like, I was Del. waiting for I him like to Del be the father. I was waiting for the he's plot like, twist to be him being the dad. He does look like he's 17. Um, he's so fucking cute. He's, he's just like cute. Mm. Like that's the word I'm just like You're very cute mm. He's very surfer boy though For sure yeah, Like very like Very surfer yeah yeah. Do you remember that in the He the longer the hair Well longer in the backdoor yeah. pilot That he like walks through Completely like Coming off of yeah. the beach He has a surfboard And is nude Except yeah. for a well, swimsuit He's just <laughs> He's topless. shimmering His nude body is shimmering With a They sprayed a little bit of uh, uh, olive oil on his naked chest before they shot that scene. He was glistening in that he California was sun. Glistening. Oh gosh! If I put olive oil on my chest, I'm going out there getting a burn. They're cooking some bacon on here. Um. Okay. So Lucy comes. Oh, Addison is talking to Pete, and Dell comes in and is like, "Oh, you have a patient." Or no, um, Cooper. And he's like, oh, okay, I'll come out. And he's like, no, no, Addison has a patient. Um, And so Addison goes out and it's Lucy. And she's like, get the chart, whatever. 
get her all set up in the birthing suite. And that's when Pete is like, oh, she wants a holistic because she asked Cooper for help. And he's like, no, 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 no. I'm not. I don't do any of this when the baby's out. Yes, this not so much. Um, So Pete's like, oh, I'll help. Laboring moms love Pete. Which like as someone who's been in labor, I didn't really love anybody. (laughs) Yeah. So I don't know. Until the epidural. Then it's like, oh, we're good now. That is, I love the anesthesiologist the most (laughs) during pregnancy. I do love an epidural. So when she's like, oh, yeah, she has a holistic birth plan with no meds. I'm like, that's an insane person to me. I know, actually, truthfully, I know a lot of people in my life who have had natural births intentionally. And I'm like, more power to you. Not for me. Couldn't be me. No desire to even try. What an experience for you. I hope it was everything you dreamed of. I dream of never having to do that. One of my one of my friends just had a an all natural no pain V back, and I am like, that's wild, great Not for me. Like your the woman's body is is an amazing mm-hmm. vessel, Truly. but like, dang, you're Not just at that point. I feel like there's just a little bit of like you're medicine asking is for also amazing. To, yeah, to an extent. Um. What do you mean to an extent? They numbed my entire body, pushed a human being out and didn't feel it. I'm talking about highly addictive opioids. Oh, yeah. Those are problematic. But that's on pharma. I mean, but it's medicine. Big pharma. Big pharma. Um, Anyways. I love epidurals. Um, Okay. So (laughs) I'm going to get I'm going to get one for myself this weekend. My knee hurts. I'm going to get an epidural. (laughs) Yes. Bring bring one for me, too. (laughs) Yeah. Um, when we're at the hospital, we'll just go ahead and get some done. Can you imagine just saying, <laughs> Hey guys, well, we're here. W- give us a roadie <laughs> epidural <laughs> for the road. Can men even um, get epidurals? Anyway, it's not a woman epidurals. exclusive thing, right? No, it's just, it's a, like it, it blocks like uh, something in the spine. It's a spinal oh. block. So it blocks, I think the nerves like from the tell your brain from your lower body that there's pain that scares me i'm so scared of being paralyzed it's terrifying but like worth it (laughs) when you're doing those contractions i'm like that's like the epidural is like the only thing that got me through i'm just like i only have to do one more and i said that to myself for like an hour because it takes a long time for them to like get that shit ready and i'm but like the whole hour i'm like this is probably the last one and they're like, oh, we just called down for anesthesia. I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> that was not the last one. <laughs> they're coming over from their uh, their steak dinner. They'll be here in like yeah. 60 minutes. So, um, yeah, they're, they're getting ready with Lucy. She's doing her breathing. Then, like, something, she starts struggling to breathe. Pete notices, and Addison's like, you don't fucking know anything. He's like, yes, I do. I know. I am a doctor. Actually, um, I think Dell notices. Doesn't Dell notice? Well, Pete says it, and Pete's like, oh, she has, like, delayed breaths and JVT or something like that. Um, That's when Dell is holding her hand, and she, like... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. When she passes out, Dell is like, she passed out. Um, So Addison's like, well, how long does it take? Because that's when the dad's like, oh, her mom also low-key died in childbirth, and they're all like, 
why are you here? Bitch. <laughs> Let Addison's what? like, how long does it take for an ambulance to get here? And they're like, 20 minutes. Why do you even have an ambulance? That's too long for legit. anything. It's legit too long. I cannot imagine any emergency where 20 minutes just to get to you is going to be acceptable. But whatever. I could cook a pizza so, in less time. I cooked a pizza tonight in 13 minutes. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Addison's like, well, shit, we have to do a fucking C-section in this unsterile room with no, like, anything. Um, Literally nothing. No team, yeah. no equipment. No blood, no anesthesia, uh, anesthesia. But that's when Pete's like, oh, I can, like, block her receptors or whatever with my Eastern medicine magic. I got so, I was so nervous for this <laughs> episode to end terribly because yeah. of that because there's an episode of scrubs where turk does an app i think he does an appendectomy with hypnosis instead of anesthesia and Why? she wakes up in the middle of the surgery no yeah no terrifying that's what i thought Not was gonna happen me. why do they do that he was like trying to make a name for himself and it was like trying to impress the the chief of the the hospital. No. Nope. I don't remember yeah. that episode. Uh anyways, so Pete like does some kind of I th- I think it's something along the lines of acupuncture like in the realm. She already was doing acupuncture. She had needles yeah. in her ears. Yeah. Um it was a little bit more intense than hypnosis. Yeah. It's probably has a little bit more legitimacy behind it. Yeah. In my opinion, nothing against hypnosis, but no. Um, <laughs> and then Lucy delivered an adult ass of voting age. Baby. I said the same thing. I was like, Addison delivers the baby. It is huge. It's a, it's the, the <laughs> eyes are open. Four months old. Right. Four months old. Easily. Again, the worst part I is they got to cover that baby in newborn on a set, but like that baby is huge. Yeah, it was a big, it was a big, big girl. It was a girl, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, I think it was a girl. Um, so they um end up like she's fine, the baby's fine, but Addison's like Pete's like shocking Lucy while Addison is like stitching up her uterus so that she doesn't like bleed out. So they're like. Stitch, 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 clear shock. Stitch, 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 clear shock. Like, it's oh, is crazy. that what she was doing? Yeah, she because she says, like, if if we want her to have any chance to survive, I have to close. Because they don't have any extra blood, so she can't just, like, be bleeding out. Right. They don't have blood to give her, so. That's when you got to hook up that line and go, all right, she can have some of mine. Plug it right in. Let's do this. They do that in Lost. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. They do it in Pearl Harbor. Mm-hmm. Different circumstances. Probably not in in real life. They didn't do it in Pearl Harbor, if I had to guess. Well, they were getting donations from blood on the spot in Pearl Harbor. I just don't know how historically accurate that film is. is Let's Google it. Okay, Ben Affleck didn't actually exist in 1941. Josh Hartnett. you're right. Do you ever wonder, where the fuck did that man go? Yeah, where did he go? He was quite the heartthrob, and then he was like, "Bye." Yeah. What was it? Was it Thirty Days and Thirty Nights? Was like his big. I think that was oh, like a big one for did him. Did you watch that movie? 
It's 40 days and 40 nights because it's Lint. It's the 40 days of Lint. He gives up sex yeah. for Lint. Yes, that's I have seen that movie. Absolutely bizarre. Bizarre piece of cinema, but okay. Good for really? someone, I guess. I don't remember it being weird. What was weird about it? The general plot. <laughs> it opens. It opens and he's like having sex with a girl and he fakes an orgasm. And she gets mad that he faked it. And she's like, prove that you had an orgasm. Like, show me that condom full of cum. And he's like sprinting through the house naked to like throw the condom out the window. So she can't see that he didn't come and he throws it and he misses and it sticks to the closed window. I remember that scene, but was there a reason why he was faking it? I guess he wanted to stop having sex. I don't know, man, not me. (laughs) Anyways, we're not going to do this. Um, so yeah, oh, we're doing and this. Addison worked well together. Um, Addison's a badass. I love when she's like, I'm trying to talk myself into this and I can't do that. If you're Addisoning me. Um, I just like it. I like Pete. I like Addison. I like Dell. I like the whole gang. It's not a big one. It's not. I kind of like that. I like an ensemble. Yeah. It's, um, it's, it's the Dapper Dan's. It's not the Philharmonic. You know, sure. All so, the, dap- the Dapper Dan's got the job done. Did you want to add anything about Pete? No, I, I, I don't. He's like, oh, you trust, you trust me? No, dude, I just met you. But like, yeah, I guess my patient's dying. Like, don't give what me that kind of ultimatum. Have? Yeah. I hope that this is a wake-up call of, hey, guys, we need more shit around here. <laughs> like, co-ops are great, but you know what else is good? Saving actual lives. Well, she did save their lives. Yeah, barely. They're lucky. So I'm trying to think what else I had. Paul was kind of a bitch. The Charlotte interactions with Naomi and with, with Sam were funny. Oh, at the end when uh, she's like, I just need you to know I did not move here because you kissed me. And I need you to verbally out loud say that you realize that. And, and then, then as he's walking high in. five. Yeah. Love the high. Always love a high five. I yeah. love an on screen high five. Are you kidding me? Give me one every episode of everything I watch forever. And then he's like, oh, you so he's like under his breath. Oh, you so moved here for me because I kissed you. And she's like, I heard that. It's cute. I agree. Uh, uh, oh, the Sam. Okay, so the Sam and Naomi thing. Yeah. So we get this backstory. They're separated. Clearly, mm-hmm. she's dealing with it in and not not a great way. Mm-hmm. And she throws a lot of passive aggressive, mostly aggressive comments to him. Mm-hmm. Of well, you left me. Oh, it must yeah. be nice. Blah blah blah. Like you're like whatever. And that's basically like the whole episode. And then we, the, the one scene where uh, they're they're talking and she basically gets the lawyer to do it. And then they're walking away and he's like, oh, nicely done. And she's like, a getaway from me. And I'm like, oh, gosh, OK. <laughs> but we get the real meat and potatoes mm-hmm. when she when she's like, you left. And he's like, Naomi. I didn't leave. <laughs> Yeah. I said I was struggling and you gave up. Yeah. 
it's naive to think that you're the only one who got left here. Yeah. Which I definitely see both sides. I think they're both in the wrong. Um, clearly the communication was lacking because she's like, Oh, you said you weren't in love anymore. And he's like, no, I never said that. And she's like, well, what else would I think? And like all this stuff. So, um, but yeah, it definitely seems like it escalated quickly and there were like maybe consequences to actions that people didn't necessarily think through. I don't know. It just seems like the communication for sure was like, he said something and she took it to the nth degree and then was like, well, I am not going to like put any effort into this because you're not in it anymore. And that's not how he felt, but that's how she thought that he felt. So I don't know. It definitely, they're both upset, but like wanting to move forward. Cause like they still work together. They own this practice together. Um, so yeah, I don't know. It's, wild i have an official prediction for them by the way oh yeah what is it stunning my official prediction is they're going to get back together like right now no before the show is over (laughs) and maybe it's in the season finale but they're going to get back together and they're going to get remarried or they're going to annul their divorce or something i don't know Mm -hmm. okay um but you also said that addison was going to sleep with tay (laughs) Well, I also said that she's going to sleep with Naomi and Violet at the same time. So. That's true. That's true. So should we go through and you can tell me which predictions are real? <laughs> yes. All of those three are real. Okay. Listen, Sam saw Addison full frontal. There's no way that you can see that woman fully nude and then go, I'm good. Not even going to try <laughs> But when does, so when is he sleeping with her and when is he getting back together with Naomi? Sleeping with Addison for sure by next episode. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, no. I think that they have a slower burn. It's going to be like a season three. But as soon as he has sex with Addison, he's going to (gasps) go, Naomi, I can't live without you. So the next episode, Naomi and him get back together. Interesting. Yeah, I would be offended if someone slept with me and immediately was like, I need to get back together with my ex-wife. <laughs> well, at that point, Addison and Mark start dating. Ah. So she's okay. good. Okay. Good yeah. to know. What could have been kind of moment. Okay. Um, any other predictions? Violet, Cooper, Pete, Dell. Dell sucks. Dell's, Del does not suck. Dell's going to get his leg ripped off in a surfing shark Jesus attack. Christ. So, uh, but no, I don't, I don't have any other predictions right now. I will say we should, should we actually, should we rate this episode too? Yes, but I don't know how let's just say, Oh wait, you know, we didn't talk about that big scene at the end where she give, they're like, let's vote. What an, what an insane thing to say in front of Addison in front of, yes, that's like, Hey, we really should decide, uh, I know you're here for the interview, but let's, you're done now. Okay, good guys. Let's discuss, let's discuss this real quick. You want to sit right there? Okay, cool. But um, also that person has already uprooted their lives and moved to that place to have that job. <laughs> uh, I don't understand. Like, Do they end up not voting? Is that where we're led to believe that they just don't vote or is this like going to be a running thing, bit? Like they're going like, to be like, Oh guys, we should vote the, today in my head in the way I remembered it was they went, they went in there and said, we're going to vote. And so that, and then she gave the speech and then they all voted yes because they wanted her to know that they were there for her. But that 
is that what didn't happen. happen. That's what I thought would have happened that way. It should be because I that's how it should have been. I mean, I loved Addison's speech and I love Naomi being like, yeah, that's why I told, didn't tell you guys she was coming. Cause she fucking rocks. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Um, I really remembered it. Like I was like, Oh, that's the, did they change the ending on Hulu? <laughs> um, I mean, I love Addison's speech at the end. She was like, if I hadn't been here, that girl would have died. So like, fuck you guys. I'm not going anywhere. Um, I do love that speech, but yeah, it's crazy to me that they're like, okay, so let's vote right in front of her. Yeah. Hey guys, we got a problem here. Let's vote about it. Yeah. It's bizarre. I, yeah, that was weird to me. Also, I almost forgot the scene where Cooper goes to give her a hug and they're like, no, dude, no. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Funny. Um I like him. Um so yeah, should we how do we want to rate private practice? Do we just want to say would you go to this co-op? Yes or no at the end of the episode. Five uh, a scale of 1 to 5 Yelp review. <laughs> uh now here's the thing. I if I were to watch this on its own no grays. I don't feel like this episode is comp- this this show. I feel compelled mm-hmm. the way that I did, and I watched grays. And typically, oh fuck, sorry, was that loud? Sorry, a little bit. That's okay. Um, <laughs> I kicked my stand. I was nervous that it was going to unplug all of my shit, and we were going to start over. That would have sucked. I can typically tell if I'm going to like a show by the pilot, mm-hmm. and this show is probably one that I would not have kept watching, mm-hmm. but I have to. Yeah. So I'm going to, I'm going to reserve the judgment because I have the luxury of reserving judgment because I have to watch it anyways. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to say it's good. It's not better than Grey's. It's not better than the pilot of house or the pilot of, uh, scrubs. Actually the pilot of scrubs was like also not that good. That was kind of a weird situation, but new Amsterdam, you know, shows like that, but I'm, I'm excited to see how this unfolds for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love it. Like I said, I love an ensemble cast. Um, I will say, yeah, like, especially also knowing like what the show becomes, like I gave the episode, the pilot episode of Grey's a five. I definitely wouldn't give this a five. No, um, no. Like I like it. And individually like Addison, I feel like is a five, but I feel like she's always a five. So, um, but yeah, it's, it's a good show, but it's definitely very different. So, and I'm glad we're watching it. I'm yeah. I'm excited to see how it how it unfolds. But uh, as of right now, I'm just kind of like, yeah, okay, it's fine. It's yeah. a show. And um, I don't think there were any notes specifically that I wanted to call out and and didn't get a chance to call them out. Although when she did yes, say, so. uh, "And Sam seen my booty," well, he saw <laughs> everything, Addison. He saw yeah, everything. It's not been a great day. Yeah. I'm a guyver to woman and Sam saw my booty. Yeah. That's all I got. I feel good. Yeah. Same. So, um, like we said earlier, right now our plan is to, um, put up other private practice episodes on Patreon. Obviously when we do the crossover episodes, they will be here on the main channel. Um, but the ones on Patreon will be kind of clustered together. Like we'll probably do like two or three episodes in one. Um, and other than that, 
yeah, this is just where we're, where we're at with private practice. So let us know if you enjoyed this. If you, um, watch Grey's, there are actually a lot of people who are big Grey's fans who never watch private practice. Um, which I will take this opportunity now to say, if you watch private practice, it will enhance your viewing experience with Grey's, not just because of crossover episodes, like beyond that, I promise you it will be like, it will make your understanding of Grey's better. Um, which is why we are watching it <laughs> because it is important to the lore, um, to the, to, to the Grey's cinematic universe. These are the side quests that get you the items that you need to complete the dungeons that you're trying to go through in Diablo right now. Truly. Um, yes. so yeah, if, and if you haven't watched private practice in a million years, like a lot of people it's on Hulu, um, check it out. So yeah, we are excited to expand our journey here. I excited to add more to this. So thank you guys so much for listening. You can follow us on Instagram. You can email me if you want to email me. Um, we are excited that this was a fun little bonus episode to follow up our hundredth. Um, yeah, follow us, um, on Instagram, leave us a rating review, make sure you're subscribed to the podcast so that you get the notifications when we have new episodes and, um, Carmen and I, when this episode comes out, we will be together. And I don't know if we're going to be recording or watching any episodes together, but Maybe we'll record something silly together. Who, who's to say? We're going to be busy, um, but it'll be fun. We're definitely going on our hospital field trip, so we're excited about that. Yeah, um, and then so maybe we'll an get some out. we'll get some merch squared away this weekend. Who knows? Oh yeah, we're working on on. We found the platform to sell it. We just have to like make it. Um. So yay, oopty doing yay. Thank you guys so much for supporting us. And even though this is not Grey's Anatomy, remember if you see Carmen walking down the street. Same rules apply. No spoilies. No spoilies for Grays. No spoilies for private practice. No spoilies for Station 19. No spoilies for Scandal. No spoilies, period, people. Shondaland is untouchable right now, please. And we will see you all in the next one.